Aloha everyone, welcome to Sasha Spins where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Today we are talking about protecting black women and what it means to protect black women. The most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. That is a quote from Malcolm X, and you may have heard it before. And he said that in 1962. Yet that quote still rings true to this day, even though those words were spoken nearly 60 years ago. That's six decades ago. That's how long my dad has been alive. It's like crazy to me to even fathom. It's, but it still rings true. And there are so many current situations that I can think about involving Black women from Breonna Taylor, may she rest peacefully, to Megan Thee Stallion getting shot earlier this summer. And even with R. Kelly, I don't know if you've existed under a rock or maybe you just didn't hear about it, but there was a whole surviving R. Kelly special It was like a two-part series. Each of them had six episodes, and it just detailed how for over 20 years, he assaulted countless underage Black girls and women. And there was someone in the documentary, and I can't remember who specifically said it, but she came out and said that he knew who to pick. He knew to pick Black girls because if... It was white girls he was assaulting and raping and taking advantage of and abusing. He wouldn't have gotten away with it. With every single, it was just absolutely insane. And there, as a society, there are so many levels of disrespect in which that we are comfortable showing black women. And we could talk about all of this negative stuff forever. We could detail it forever. You can hop on the news and you can read about it. I'm not here to go into the details of how Black women and girls are disrespected and unprotected. I'm here today to talk about all of the ways in which we can uplift, support, protect, and amplify the voices of Black girls and Black women. So first things first, the one way you can support black women right off the bat which involves just being a decent human being is believing black girls and black women when they tell you something we've had this narrative of believe victim since the me too movement started but i haven't seen that yet being extended to black women to this day there is an entire community of people who still support freaking r kelly after it's been detailed everything that he's done this man is in jail for it and we are still saying free r kelly there are still people out there that don't believe his victims megan the stallion earlier this summer i talked about her there are people still to this day that are questioning if she was really shot or assaulted And then we come, unfortunately, to Breonna Taylor. On more than this is the one that has disturbed me the most. This woman is dead. She is gone. She cannot defend herself. She cannot speak for herself. And on more than a few occasions, you've had several people 
including prominent newscasters, different personalities, different celebrities, public figures, some of them themselves even being black men. So don't think like it's this big, like, um, you know, black, uh, this cohesion in the black community because some black men are not guilt are, are very guilty of not supporting and not protecting black women. So I think it was Charles Barkley was on his show insinuating that Breonna Taylor brought her death upon herself as if she was asked to be shot several times in her sleep because of who she dated in her past. Like, really? Is that what we're doing right now? Apparently it is because we as a society are very comfortable speaking negatively about and disrespecting black women. And would we question or make these same comments if the victim was a white woman? Probably not. Protecting black women means believing them and extending them compassion when they are victims of violence and disrespect. And it's it's that simple. If we want to say we believe women... That it can't just be, we believe white women. We believe all of all other types of women. We believe white girls. We believe white women, uh, white women. We believe Asian girls. We believe Asian women. But then we draw the line at black women. That's not protecting black women. So if you want to protect a black woman, if you want to support black women, if you want to uplift black women, believe them when they tell you something and then advocate for them. Show up for them. Support them. Stand with them. If you see or if you hear someone questioning what they're saying or trying to dismiss the negative things that have happened to them, use your voice, use your platform to speak up for them and say, no, that's not okay. And I feel like I've been talking so much this summer about using our voices and using our platforms. And yeah, we can use our platforms and our voices to talk about cute cute things and light things like clothes and all of the stuff that doesn't really matter. But this is the stuff that matters. Looking out for the person next to you, looking out for your fellow human being, that's what matters. And that's what we need to be pushing to the surface. So if you want to protect Black women, listen to them and show them the compassion they deserve as humans, the compassion that you would want someone to show you if you were a victim of any kind of violence or disrespect or mistreatment. And that's on that. <laughs> the, um, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to just touch on three basic ways. So the next one, I just want to roll right into it. And this one like really, really touches my heart because this is the one that I deal with most on a daily experience on a near daily experience at least before quarantine I don't deal with it as much and I think it's because my interactions with human beings has been limited because of quarantine so I don't deal with this one as much but listening to black women and black girls without talking over them honoring their experiences and honoring their voice so I don't know if you watched the Kamala Harris and Mike Pence town hall but it was ugh. It, I think the fly stole the show and I, I think people were very distracted by the fly. I'm not going to lie. I watched like 30 minutes of it and then I hopped off and I did a meditation because I was like, I just need to. I mentioned it on my the previous podcast that I did that I've just really been trying to disconnect and be mindful of how much I'm taking in and not really being connected to this constant 24-7 news cycle. It's just a lot. So I didn't watch it, but... A girlfriend of mine afterwards, I was like Instagramming and I saw a couple of posts and the one that stuck out to me was a girlfriend of mine. She re-share, she shared a tweet 
And the tweet said that a lot of white women this morning think they're Senator Harris in the situation we saw last night when actually we're Susan Page failing to hold white men accountable for their actions and failing to use what little institutional power and privilege we have to level the playing field. So that was a retweet and my girlfriend shared that. But except when she shared it, she crossed out the little, the word little. And I thought that that was 110% spot on because I don't know why some white women don't believe that they benefit from institutional racism and privilege. Like it's, it's a, it's a recent thing that I've honestly been seeing. And I think it's as we've gone on this summer of addressing racism and working towards a more anti-racist society and talking about privilege. I think a lot of white women try to distance themselves from it to say that, oh, that's white male privilege. And because we are white, but we're not men, we don't have the same privilege. And I don't think that's necessarily true because a lot of the violence that we see, we saw in the past occur towards black men and black women was the result of putting black, I'm sorry, putting white women on a pedestal. So Tamir, um, not Tamir Rice, um, Emmett Till, for example, he was murdered because we pedestalized the white woman and he looked at a white woman the wrong way and he was murdered as a result of that. So I don't know where, and then I don't, I just, I'm very unclear as to why some white women don't think that they benefit from institutional racism and institutional power or have privilege. That's probably going to be another conversation for another day. And I need like a white woman to like message me, reach out to me on Instagram. I'm on Sasha Spins. You can find me there and talk about this because I don't understand it. But anyways, I digress a little bit. I thought my girlfriend, I thought her removing the word little was so spot on because white women Y'all have a lot. They got a lot of institutional power and privilege as it pertains to upholding white supremacy. And they benefit from white white supremacy. White supremacy doesn't only benefit white men. And racism doesn't only benefit white men. It benefits white women too. So I just, uh, Susan Page, I don't, from the little that I saw of the debates, I don't think that she did a good job moderating it by any means. But anyways, um, what how this draws into how it comes into protecting black women though is that the institutional power and privilege that you possess as a white woman or as a white man can be used to protect black women and advocate for them by speaking up for them when you see them or hear them being shut down by other white people who keep cutting them off or refusing to allow them to speak it's so funny because that debate was infuriating, infuriating. It was like, oh, just so frustrating on so many levels for me to watch as a black woman. Because like I said earlier, it used to occur, it used to, for me, it used to be a near daily occurrence, being interrupted when I was speaking, having my experiences dismissed or diminished or just my intelligence being questioned. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about when you have made me, when, when, I am the lead on this and I know what I'm talking about. People just constantly questioning that. And it happened in every single capacity. It happened in a professional working office environment, especially. It even happened when at my cycling studio. One of the owners at a cycling studio, he was very comfortable disrespecting me and speaking, talking down to me and thinking that I wouldn't stand up for myself. And other people saw it happening. 
And instead of them to use the power that they had in that situation, they just turned the other cheek. And then afterwards, they come to me like, oh, Sasha, that was terrible. And I'm like, uh, where was your voice when it was happening then? Like, I have a real problem, P.S. Like, this is a slight derail. But I have a real problem with people who stand by as fucked up things are happening. And then they stand by, they don't say anything. And then after the fact, they want to be all big and bad and be like, oh yeah, that was definitely terrible. It's like, no, I actually needed you to help me and support me after the fact, but thanks. So if you're asking how you can support a black woman or show up for black women, that's how you can. If you are a person, if you are a white person, you have that privilege, you have that institutionalized ability, that that privilege to have your voice heard that I may not have as a black woman. So if you see that happening, speak the fuck up and shut it down when you see it, especially in the work environment. And another way in which, and this is all tied in together, another, if you can't, or if you feel you can't, which I think this is like a crock of stuff. I think people are just comfortable maintaining the status quo and speaking out about certain things makes them uncomfortable. So then they'll come to you after the fact, but they won't say anything in the moment. I don't really respect that. That's not how I operate, but I know everyone is different. So whatever. Um, (laughs) But if you are in the work environment, and this is another way that you can show up for black women. If you're in the work environment and you see a black woman or a black girl excelling, but it's not, but she's not being rewarded for her work or even acknowledged or being taken advantage of, if you are in a position of power to give a raise, give a promotion, give an award or some type of just recognition, then do that. Pull for her. Even something as simple as I see the work you're putting in, it can go a long way. Because black women are often invisible in a lot of environments and their work and their contributions minimized. So giving recognition for a job well done can go such a long way. Like I and I'm speaking about this from personal experience because a couple of months ago, I this is so funny. When I was in the um, my office environment, a lot of people thought I was a quiet person. And I'm like, no, I'm not quiet. I just recognize that no one here values what I have to say. And it's just better that I do what I need to do. And if I need to share something verbally, I'll share it. But other than that, I'm just like not going to really say a lot because I know my word here is not valued. My, my, the work that I'm putting in or, you know, I could do a million things right. And then the one thing I maybe messed up or screwed up on or maybe had a question about, because I used to work in one environment. They didn't like it if you ask questions. They would expect you to know everything, right? So you're kind of put in this place where you're going to fuck up because you don't know what you're doing. But then if you ask questions, they're like, oh, I got to hold your hand through everything. So then you do the work and you like hope Google is your friend, right? And you like ask other people and, you know, you try to do your best. And then when you turn it in and something is messed up because obviously you don't know what you don't know. And so you turn it in and it's just like, oh, well, this was wrong. That was wrong. And, you know, you get chastised. So the things, the good things that you do, they're overlooked. And then the negative things you do, that's what people want to focus on and or they just ignore you altogether. And so that's kind of generally how I felt a lot of the time in my office environment. And I will never forget how much it meant to me that I actually saved it. I saved this email that my coworker sent me and it was just, it was one of the sweetest emails that I received. It was, 
hey, Sasha, I see you putting in a lot of work. I respect what you're doing. You work. You have just such a good spirit. You have a good energy, a good work ethic, and that's something we generally need around here, and I'm thankful to be working with you every single day, and I'm glad you are a part of the team. And I'm not going to lie. Y'all, I'm a little sappy. (laughs) I'm a little emotional. Your girl, she wears her heart on her sleeve. I cried because that is probably, that is the only person that acknowledged me at all that saw what I did everyone saw what I did but it was kind of like for me I don't really need a lot of recognition you pay me that's fine I don't need a lot of recognition but when you're consistently used to the only feedback you're getting is negative feedback that kind of starts to wear on you so it was just so impactful for me for him to take the time out of his day and send me that email and you can be that for someone in your a black woman or a black girl in your office environment and you may not even recognize that how much that means for her because you she's maybe quiet about what she's going through maybe she's quiet about the fact that she doesn't feel appreciated she feels the work that she does is minimized not acknowledged you may not know that because a lot of black women they're generally not going to share that like the only people the only other person in the work environment they're going to share that with is a black woman in their environment and I remember there's like when I was in the office, there were like two or three black women that I would speak to on a daily basis. And we got to this point where we would just look at each other and we would know like every black, every black person has another black person in your office. Y'all just look at each other and y'all know what's up. Like that's how you communicate. And so that was the only other communicate people I communicated with in my office who I could felt like I could be myself around. And so just being acknowledged by that one coworker meant it was so it just really touched me. And still to this day, I still have it saved. I have it pinned because black women, y'all, some of, I swear, some of y'all don't know what we go through in a work environment. So anyways, if you, you know, if you see that happening, you can protect black women by using the resources that you have to strengthen them, to back them, to amplify their voice. And that's probably, that's actually the last, it's funny that that's a great segue because the last way that I feel that we can support black women and protect black women and show up for black women is to amplify black women's voices all summer long. Ever since the protest started, I've been seeing a lot of amplify black voices, amplify black voices, and that's fantastic. Amplify, continue to amplify black voices, continue to amplify black women's voices, continue to support black business. If you know a black woman with a certain platform or a specialty, call her out. If you have Instagram, you have a platform right there to amplify someone's voice. So if you know that she's doing something amazing support her business if you know she's selling freaking soaps and you want to call that out because you've used summer you see the hustle she's been putting in call her out support her goals and what you may not be able to give financially because i recognize that we are in covid and not everyone has disposable income and that's totally fine you may not be able to give financially But it doesn't cost a single thing to signal boost someone, to share your platform with someone by giving them a like, a share, a retweet, a repost on your page, or just calling them out like, hey, I saw X, Y, and Z's content and it was freaking amazing. Rachel Cargill. I look at her Instagram every single day. I was just listening to See Glory Love on SoulCycle's page. You know, like these, these Black women who are out there doing amazing things, you amplify their Black voices, their voices, and you give them, you share your platform with them. 
to amplify their voice, standing in solidarity with Black women. And actually, you know, now that I said that, I said I was going to cover three, but now this is four. <laughs> um, and it's going to keep kind of getting a little bit longer than I like, so I'm going to wrap it up soon. But this is probably the most important one. Actually, they're all pretty important. I don't want to rank them in terms of importance. This is just, they're all near and dear to my heart for many different reasons. This one, though, I think this one is very important. Show up and stand alongside Black women. March for Black women the same way we've been marching for everybody. Because every single civil rights fight, LGBTQ fight, every single fight, indigenous people's fight, every single march, every single protest, every everything, Black women, you see Black women. You see their presence. Black women show up for other communities. It is, And you know what's so funny that we even have to have a conversation about this because it's not hard to support Black women. The same way I, as a Black woman, the same way Black women in general are able to show up and support certain groups because they're, we understand what it's like. We, we are just able to relate to certain different groups that empathy or their causes are close to our hearts or something we advocate for. We ad- we're able to advocate for different groups and for groups that feel marginalized because we are feel mistreated because we have been on the receiving end of that mistreatment. And so we're marching for them. We're marching for all of these causes and we're amplifying all of these causes. People should be able to do the same for black women, to show up for black women, to stand alongside black women and to just say that we are here for you. We support you. We hear you. We see you. For black women and girls, it's not that hard to do because black women and girls show up for everybody else. That's it. No more gaslighting. No more thinking black women are impervious to pain. Because just, and I really want this narrative to come crashing down. This strong black woman narrative, I don't want to be strong. I mean, I'm a strong person. I'm generally a pretty tough person. But black women, we are human. We hurt. We cry. We bleed the same way as y'all. And we feel pain. And I think that when we say, oh, you're such a strong black woman, it kind of like, it's almost like we're Teflon. We're not Teflon. We're human beings. Like we, we deserve to feel pain. We deserve to feel soft. We can be soft. And I feel like the strong black woman narrative, it almost does us a disservice because people then think that, oh, we can handle everything that is piled on our shoulders or thrown our way. And it's like, nah, that's not the case. I need love too. I need you to support me too. I need you to show up for me too. You know, like it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It is really not that hard. Because black women support everybody. But when it's time for people to show up for us, it's crickets. Like, it's crazy to me that we still have people, something will happen to any other group of women and we believe them. But when it happens to black women, ah, I need to know the full story. I need to see a police report. Well, why didn't she call the police? Why didn't she do this? And we blame them for what happens to them. We don't do that for other people. Black women support everybody, but when it's time for show up, time for people to show up to us, they can't be bothered. And that needs to end. We need to support black women all day, every day. It needs to be support black women all day, every day until everybody gets the message. And that's it. We all need to show up for each other. We all need to support each other. We all need to love on each other and take up for each other. But if you are looking for something specific, I covered that in this episode today, and that is how to support 
black women, protect black women and amplify black women's voices. So we come to the end of our episode. I want to know how are you supporting, amplifying, boosting, showing up for and protecting black women? I genuinely want to know. You can drop me a voice note on Anchor FM or you can shoot me a message on Instagram at Sasha Spins. And until next time, peace out. Stay safe.